0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 20 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast and uh, a first podcast of 2018. So a very happy new year to all our listeners. I'm Johnny Vanell, and I'm joined by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson and a very happy new year to you too as well. Happy yes, happy new year. Thank happy you very new much. year to you. Uh, enjoy the, uh, the the festive Period away from the football the, the festivities
2: Didn't enjoy getting up quite early on Boxing Day morning to head to Hull it was a, it was a, a quiet trip so that's always good and uh, I never really enjoy the A14 trek over to it which is such a long way though I must admit when, when we get to it they're really really good club really nice people uh, look after us very well when we're there and it's good to see some some old friends there as well okay. so we uh, it's always pleasant when we get there, but it is a long way, isn't it?
0: Yeah, we've put put in some miles as usual over the Christmas <laughs> period, as have a lot of Derby fans. Mm. Uh, but it's—I'd I'd imagine for them, it's been—it's been mostly enjoyable, Absolutely,
1: but a, but a nice Christmas, all in all. Steve, I haven't actually seen you since Christmas, which has uh, been great. Yeah, actually, but yes, <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, still waiting for your card, which seems to have been delayed in the post, and also your yeah. present. So uh, yes. maybe uh, it may get here in time for next
1: Christmas. Both delayed, yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, have a word with the post office. <laughs> yes. Play in the post office. Next yes. Um, OK, so, well, plenty of, uh, of football to go through, as as is always the case at this time of the year. So let's start against Sheffield United, uh, the last game that Derby County played. Uh, a one-all draw. Steve, was it a, a fair result? Did you sort of take a point from that? It was a good
2: point. Uh, Gary Rout said himself after the game, you know, Derby never really got started they got themselves into a into a position where they were 1-0 up uh, a bit fortunate I thought to, uh, because Sheffield United started the game very well, very purposeful uh, they play with a lot of energy, we saw that at Bramall Lane earlier this season Derby got a penalty I thought slightly fortunate the penalty, I've watched it over again uh, those decisions do tend to go for you when things are going well and I, I think you know, it could easily have been a foul by Johnny Russell on uh, Baldock I think it yeah. was his Sheffield United defender or wing back uh, in the build up but then the, the heat, when both players went to ground the Sheffield United player did handle the ball so a bit fortunate that but Vidra scored the goal and you felt then that you know, 1-0 up hadn't played that well, can you kind of go on they had a couple of good chances after that, uh, couldn't build on the lead, Sheffield United thought were very good second half, very strong I think uh, Chris Wilder, he mentioned it afterwards, he actually got into a few of them at half time. He felt that they should believe a bit more, and they certainly did that second half. And, and the equalised through Leon Clark. Uh, poor goal for Derby to concede, free header, uh, when you've not conceded from open play as long as Derby had, and it was, mm-hmm. it was more than 16 hours in the end, which is an incredible achievement. So when you haven't conceded that long, you don't want to concede in the manner they did, so that's very disappointing. but I thought Sheffield United had a good case to say they probably deserved to win the game. So all in all, was a very good point mm. for Derby.
1: Almost surprising to see Derby concede like that, isn't it? As Steve says, that to, uh, yeah. superb defensive displays. Well,
0: yeah, for months. I ago. think. I think it was actually you've got to give credit to Clayton Donaldson um, for some good work on the right hand side. He sort of he whipped in a cross from position where he, he didn't. I don't think many people expected him to play the ball that he did. And because of that, it maybe caught a couple of Derby players a little bit out of position. Um, but you're right, it's something they haven't done of of late. But um, I agree with Steve. I think, you know, you take the point from that position because it, it sounds a bit strange to say that when you're second in the league mm. and you're at home. But taking into account other results they'd had and taking into account just the way that the game went, um, you know, you come out of the game, you haven't lost it. And I think I think they have to... Um, take credit for that uh, Sorry, I was going to say,
2: that. it seemed to me that Sheffield uh, United came to have a go I thought, you know, they played Donaldson and they played Leon Clark, and they're a handful mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they put themselves about, they make it difficult for defenders I think it was probably one of the toughest games mm-hmm. that uh, Richard Keogh and Curtis Stays have, have had of recent times so uh, yeah, they were they were, th- they were well deserved of a, of a point Well, uh, I say it's interesting, I thought they had a a right goal and certainly second half when it
0: seemed that Wilder had set some look, we can get something from mm. this game. Well, I, I spoke to Curtis Davis after the game and he he sort of relishes those kind of battles mm. and he, he was saying it was interesting because he he said you often come up against a team that has got you know one big big lad up front and then maybe one one a bit smaller, a bit quicker, someone like Billy Sharp for example who they decided to leave on the bench. Um, mm. So to come up, yeah, you know, in this case they they were up against you know two big aggressive. Centre forwards and and uh, for the most part, you know Keo and Davis handled them pretty well, obviously. Aside from from the goal, but um, I thought Sheffield United looks a decent side. They they they're obviously in a playoff place, so they, they've got to be a decent side. But they've been struggling a little bit of late yeah, results-wise. Dropped out because of the draw. I think. Oh, have they? Um, Sorry, I thought they were. But, any, but anyway, they've been right. they've been around the top yeah, six no, all, all yeah. season, um, and of course they've taken four points off. Off Derby now, which is is no mean feat. The way uh, the way they've been going. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of obviously the the last time that Derby played Sheffield
1: United, we, we've spoken about it many times on the, the podcast before. It was it wasn't a great performance at all. So you know, to get a point off Sheffield United this time, I know the situations are completely different. But it, you know, if you can't win the game, then then don't lose it.
2: I think this is what's changed with Derby County this mm-hmm. season. That they, they, they have got this kind of mindset now previous seasons the Derby have tended to win or lose you know, but this division is about keeping the points tally ticking over and that's where draws are very important and there's no doubt that Derby have improved since that game at uh, Bramall Lane mm-hmm. earlier this season I mean, that was a calamitous afternoon filled with calamitous goals conceded as well it's not an afternoon we want to revisit too often uh, but th- they've improved and, and, and what they are now they're resilient it's as simple as that and, and I've said this for Season after season after season, to get out of this division, you have to be resilient. And by being resilient, it means you can pick up draws like they did against Sheffield United when they when they haven't played well. And that, I
1: think that's very important. Mm. You mentioned about the the penalty as well. Uh, it was it was sort of a clumsy mm. challenge in the box, uh, so you can see why it was given. But yeah. aside from that, I mean, it was an emphatic finish from. Uh, Oh yeah, well,
2: actually, Vidra's penalties improved because earlier this season he was just about sneaking them in, <laughs> if I remember, and I wasn't. They all old, count. I, I Yeah, I wasn't overly <laughs> yeah. confident watching yeah. him earlier this season, but there was no mistake with this one. Mm. You know, if in any doubt, put your laces through it and keep it in the frame of the goal. And if the keeper keeps it out, and you know, shake his hand and say well done. But yeah. uh, there was yeah. no chance of him keeping
1: that one. Out. Well, you feel like if uh, the spot kick would have been maybe three yards further back, that would have gone.
0: Would still been traveling, yeah. Think, still been tra- yeah. yeah. Yeah, So,
1: but no, uh, you know, fifteen
2: goals now for vidal Yeah, you know, and, and and we talked about him being a twenty-goal a season player mm. some time back, and you know, unless something happens and unless uh, fitness gets in the way, he's well on course to do that.
0: Because mm. remember, he ha- he hasn't played every game either. Mm. He wasn't necessarily a first choice at the start of the season. Um, he is now, but I think you know his record. In terms of games played, it's, it's very good.
2: I think it's quite important as well w- with Vidra. And uh, I talked to, to, to Rama, Craig Ramage, who's uh, at Radio Derby, uh, summarising, of course, Telegraph columnist. I've known Rama now for, for nearly 30 years. And uh, he's seen a lot of Vidra at Watford. Mm. And, and it's important when you watch Vidra, you have to put up with those lean, quiet spells during games. Because that's what he is, you know, he won't be involved now and again and then suddenly they'll pop up and get you a goal. And I think you need that type of player. As long as the framework of the team is solid around him, you can, you can, you can cope with a player or two like him. I think back to kind of Chris Commons when he used to play for Derby. You know, you have to put up with the good moments as well as the bad moments. Uh, the only thing I'll say about Vidra is uh, he does tend to fade in the second half of games, around the hour, 70 minutes mark. Although, to his credit, he has played, when he's played games, he has played a little, you know, an awful lot of games uh, this season. He's quite a regular choice. He was outside, as Chris said, but recently he's been a regular choice. But he does fade a bit. But it's important, to say, to have him out there because he's the one who's going to pop up with that moment, I think.
0: I wonder if it's because, for me, he seems to be chasing back more and yes. and yeah. and um, closing players down more and pr- and maybe he's not used to doing that maybe mm. this is something that Gary Rowett has got him doing mm. and maybe it, no, that's something he's not quite able to that's sustain right. Well, in that, in that little yet. role he plays
2: now as number 10 if you remember of course when, when the opposition have possession a, those three behind striker have a, have a defensive role to sure. play and, and his will be to drop back into the centre of the field to try and mm-hmm. step on the toes maybe of the opposition's playmaker or make it difficult for them in midfield or or add numbers for Derby in midfield, so yeah, it's a good point. You probably that, that's probably why it is. But as say it's important that he's
1: out there at the moment because he, he's the one most likely to get your goal. Yeah, and I know that as you mentioned, everybody always looks for three points in in your home games, but a point is not the end of the world, and they stay second in the league because of other teams dropping points around them. Well, so
2: yeah, you know, I've, I've written a piece uh, about this. Uh, Derby took uh, 8 points from 12 during their four match festive programme. Uh, we had the two wins against Millwall and uh, Ipswich Town, thoroughly deserved. And then we had draw at Hull which wasn't deserved because Hull should have won but they, Derby got points out of it and they got points against Sheffield United. And it's that resilience actually that's paid dividends for Derby because they've, they've actually got into second spot while others, others have faltered. Cardiff have lost four on the spin. You know they—they'd accept a couple of draws from those four now. You know Bristol City have lost the last two, and and I think it's important that Derby. You know they—they they are a very different team this season, and and it's that resilience that's going to take them quite a long way. I feel, and uh, if you can keep picking up points when you're not playing well, as we saw against Hull, as we saw against Sheffield United,
1: that that that's a real positive. Mm. Are you getting sort of a little bit excited about where this could? I haven't been excited for about 20 years. Yeah. But, uh, Which is why I said a little bit yeah, excited. But so that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. yes, indeed. No, what, An end of season yes. special. I,
2: I mean, they have been in this position it's three times now in the last four seasons, I believe mm-hmm. it or not. So we have seen it before and we have seen them crumble from this position before. But what I believe is different this time is that this Derby team is very much a team... Whereas in the past, it tended to be a more a collection of individuals who on their day could be anybody, but on their day could fold as well. So this is a team, and, and I think the record of two defeats in 19, mm-hmm. that shows that. You know, That's not by accident or chance. That shows you a team, you're a consistent team. Mm-hmm. And I think also, and I've been giving this a lot of thought, the backbone of the side is very experienced. You know, you've got Scott Carson, you've got Keogh, you've got uh, Davis, you've got Chris Baird, you've got Huddleston and Ledley, you've got David Nugent. You know, a lot of experience, a lot of know-how, a lot of winners in there as well. One of the problems Derby had back going back to the 2014 play final, they didn't have any winners in the team really. And you've got to have got over the line as a player to be a winner, then to be able to handle situations like this. And they've got a lot of players who can do that. So that's what gives me... A lot more hope this time. But not excitement, but no excitement. <laughs> a lot more hope. The only flip side to that, in the back of my mind, is the age of the team is I think the highest in the division, the average age, and we just got to be slightly careful. They've played they play an awful lot of football these these guys, mm-hmm. and, and you know sometimes it can catch up with you. So it's something Gary Rowe and Derby have to be aware of, particularly in the, in the January transfer window as, as we are now. Whether or not he feels he needs to inject some legs in one or two areas of the team.
0: I, w- I was going to say, I, you mentioned the spine of the team, and, and although Derby have got a, a good um, squad in terms of the number of players they've got on covering positions, I think they are going to need a bit of luck with injuries because, you know, if, for example, if Scott Carson got injured, then, you know, Johnny Mitchell's the number two choice, and, and, and he looks like a really good young keeper, but very limited experience at first team level. And you know, if Richard Keir or, or Curtis Davis got injured. Obviously, there is other options, but you wouldn't want to see that mm-hmm. com- that partnership broken up at this stage. Similar things go. You know, the same thing goes for 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 people like Joe Ledley. Although, obviously, he has missed a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has missed one or two games with injury, and 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 they've they've sort of coped. Um, which which obviously they've got the tools to be able to do that, but I think you know if they can get through relatively unscathed, that'll obviously work in their in their favour. It's important obviously to keep your key players fit, and we
2: saw this in recent seasons. Remember when Chris Martin got injured at Bournemouth yeah. in February of, of whatever season it was, and uh, they missed him. You know he couldn't get himself fit for the final three months or whatever, and they missed Absolutely. him massively. And and at that stage, Derby relied maybe too much on Chris he was a key figure in a mm-hmm. 4-3-3 formation they've now got a number of key players but you still want, want, wouldn't want to be without them and I thought they missed Joe Ledley against Sheffield United I yep. thought because Derby were a bit rushed early on they couldn't really get a grip of the game and someone like him just calms everybody down he'll just take a touch he'll turn around, he'll knock it backwards or sideways and just get, makes you a bit more composed in what you're trying to do and I, I thought they missed him so they don't want someone like
1: him be out for mm-hmm. We talk about that the squad depth and, and the players in the team. Obviously, Gary Rout made changes for the Sheffield United game from the Ipswich game only two days apart, so you can see his thinking behind that. Uh, but two players that were left out, Sam on and George Thorne, had by all accounts played very well against Ipswich, and it, it led to some fans sort of saying, Well, you know, what, what do they have to do to nail down that place I mean, yeah, I mean, it's.
2: I had a bit of a laughing joke with Gary after the Sheffield United game and said you know, you got your selection right at Ipswich because he won the game and you got praised for that and and, and maybe it wasn't quite right for the Sheffield United game I fully understood why he made those decisions and and he I thought explained them very well uh, in a piece we've done in the the, the, uh, the Derby Telegraph and on the website Uh, George Thorne first of all it was only his
0: Second, second league, league start, start
2: of the, season, of the yeah. season so that's his second league start since returning from injury first 90 minutes first 90 minutes. minutes in the league could he do two games in three days we, we actually talked about this on the long A14 road back to the Midlands after the Ipswich game and I, I felt that was the right call at the time what we didn't realise of course <laughs> is that Bradley Johnson Gary Hart would choose Bradley Johnson to come back in in the central midfield role which isn't his role you know, he's shown Bradley Johnson that he, he's, he's, uh, his best role at the moment is in a narrow left position in the three behind the striker. So I think playing him in the, in, in the central midfield with Tom Loves I don't think worked. Uh, so I can understand the George Stone situation. It's a, a bit unfortunate that George Ledley wasn't ready to come back in. Uh, Sam Winnell uh, two goals, two great goals actually at, at which the second one, an absolute cracker. Uh, I think Gary Rowett, by leaving Nugent, David Nugent out there, so he'd already made his decision that he was going to start David Nugent against Sheffield United. And that was the right decision, because Nugent and Vidra in the home games have been very lively. And actually in the previous home game, Nugent had scored twice when they beat Millwall, so mm-hmm. you know he didn't deserve to be left out either. So again, I could understand that decision. Uh, Nugent wasn't quite at it against Sheffield United. I'm not quite sure why he didn't seem to have that spark, which is odd because he hasn't played against Ipswich. Uh, and, and Sam Winnell, the last time when he scored two goals at Leeds uh, in the win, there he he was kept in the next game, which is the home game, Reading was Reading, and again he didn't he didn't really happen for him either. So I think I think Gary Rowett explained it fully. I think he's explained it well, and I. You know, I, I I thought his decisions maybe apart from Bradley Johnson in in central midfield role, although there wasn't too many other options for him. Apart from that one, I thought his decisions were right. Mm.
0: Yeah, and and you, I think you could you could say the same about um, Chris Baird and Andre Wisdom at, at right back. Um, Andre Wisdom was brought back in at Ipswich, did nothing wrong. No. But by the same measure, Chris Baird had done nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, to, be, to deserve being left out of the team based on that so I think, I think Steve's right in terms of I think Gary Ratt had made the decision that you know with people like Baird and Nugent we, we're, we're giving you a rest at Ipswich and you'll come back in for the Sheffield United game and um, I think that's fair enough you know regardless of how, of how it worked out I think that's fair enough
2: mm. I mean managers have to make these decisions that, that's yeah. the thing and they're not easy decisions, decisions to make what I will say is that Gary, Ratt, Gary Ratt's record this season has earned, he's earned the right to make those decisions because you know he, his record is, is fantastic. Mm. So he should, you know, he should make those decisions if he, the decisions he, th- he thinks are right, he should make them. And I think that's what he's doing.
0: I think he's handled the squad, a, a big squad by the way. I think he's handled it really well so far. Mm. Maybe if Sam Winnell has scored a hat trick at Ipswich, that might have given him the chance. Maybe we should give him nine out of
2: ten. Give him nine. I'm sure eight or nine. Maybe we give him nine. You may have got the of the <laughs>
1: game, but uh, because they do all pay attention, oh, yeah, so, very closely. Yes, they uh, you know, they, they, they probably
2: think that I don't think
1: they look at the marks, but I think we know that they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Sam Winnell, then, um, just talking about the Ipswich game, I mean, he, he sort of won, won the game and uh. By all accounts, it was an excellent away performance and an excellent team performance, spearheaded by his, his two goals. Yeah, I think the opening forty-five minutes, at Ipswich was as good at forty-five as they've
2: had this season. He mm-hmm. played very well at Bolton, if you remember. Yeah, first half there, really well. But but Ipswich had no answer to them. I mean, Mick McCarthy, uh, well, I like Mick McCarthy. Uh, the reason, one reason I like him is because he just tells you, he, he says it straight, you know, yeah. and that's really good. Uh, but he, he held his hands up and said, "Look, they were too good for us first half." and Derby were the only, the only problem was he didn't score more than one goal uh, but then Sam Winnell came up with a second goal as a absolute cracker uh, goal of the season contender already uh, and then they made it a bit nervous for themselves by conceding uh, from a corner uh, but all in all I thought for 60 minutes certainly they were really really good uh, and was, I think for me it was, the, it was the movement of the front four the interchanging of them, they don't stand or stay in, in their positions and I thought that made it very difficult for, for Ipswich. Before the game I was discussing with people what which way Gary Rout would go with his team selection, would he would, would he keep Nugent in, would he go for or would he go for Chris Martin mm-hmm. and I just felt if he'd have gone for Chris Martin I felt it would have been easier, a bit easier for Ipswich's centre-backs, not any disrespect to Chris Martin but the fact that Chris is a focal point more of a focal point whereas someone like Nugent or Sam Will tends to pull defenders about and into areas they don't want to be and in, into areas where they're uncomfortable and uh, that's why I thought Winnell would get the nod and, mm-hmm. and
1: he certainly took his chance and just carrying on the Winnell theme as well we sort of had reports that Sheffield Wednesday who obviously got rid of manager Carlos, Carver Hall, that they in quotes want to Sam Winnell
2: back? Yeah, uh, he's on a season-long loan. The only time a season-long loan can change, of course, is in January. But the only way it can change is if all three parties, that's Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, and the player, agree that he can go back. Mm -hmm. Now, that would seem highly, highly unlikely to me. Derby County are unlikely to say yes. Sam Winnell I mean, I know he's been and um, Chris has spoken to him. He's been a bit frustrated in his in, in the fact that his number of starts have been restricted. Uh, that's fine, you expect that hunger from a player, but still can't see him. You know, he's, He he knows he's, he's close to a start and, and he's scoring goals for Derby. I can't see him wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Sheffield Wednesday would like him back because they're struggling at the moment, but that's the only way it can happen.
0: I think I was just saying this earlier. Obviously, spoke to Sam after the the Ipswich game, and um, you know he, he clearly has been frustrated. But the way he says it, it's not it's not in a sort of angry mm-hmm. throwing the, throwing his toys out the pram sort of way. He's saying it, it as, as a as a very competitive professional sportsman. Mm-hmm. In that, of course, I want to play, and he wasn't getting the games at Sheffield Wednesday, and he, so that's why. He, that's why he's come to Derby on loan, but you know, you know, as a footballer, you know, you've not got a god-given right to get in the first team, and he knows that he's he's in a squad um, that's doing very well at the moment, and um, you know, I get the sense he, you know, he wants to kind of battle for his place. I mean, it, it must be slightly disheartening when you put in a performance like you do at Ipswich, and then you're on the bench for the mm-hmm. next game. But I think he he will have seen, and I'm sure Gary Rowett has spoken to him about it. He will have seen that. As Steve said, he's, he's he's not too far away at all, and he's he's actually gone ahead of Chris Martin in the pecking order. Yes. It seems uh, of late. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, the 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 uh, the quotes from the Sheffield Wednesday uh, caretaker manager, he actually says, you know, we we'd like him back, but we're not too. I'm not too sure what the situation is, and I think probably when he looks at the situation, he he may well realise that that that's going to be going to be tricky. Yeah, and and just on the
1: the whole deal then because obviously it involved Jacob Butterfield mm-hmm. going in the other direction so i mean do you know what would happen with that situation would that mean that butterfield
0: would, would come back to derby or
2: i i think it, they're probably two separate deals even though they happened at the same time i don't think right. that would affect anything really
0: it wouldn't make sense for no. one deal to trigger another deal i think the
2: fact they happened at the same time but, but there's no yeah. link between the deals as I say, it's highly, highly unlikely yeah. that, uh, that Sam Winnell will, will return to Sheffield. And the,
0: another point to make, of course, is that is that it's actually mentioned in, in the quotes that, that Derby had a similar situation with Chris Martin yeah. at, at Fulham last season. And it's worth remembering that Derby wanted to bring him back, but weren't able yeah. to because yeah. Fulham wouldn't let him come back, yeah. basically. There you
1: go. Thank you for yeah. clearing that up. Thank you. Um, another one... Who came back over the festive period? Tom Lawrence, good to see him come back from injury. Um, how did he sort of fare? How did he get on? It's just the same as before, really. I will say every time I
2: watch him, he he always looks like he's going to actually do something. You know, uh, he he looks a threat. Uh, it's disappointing to see him out again though with a, with a hip injury. Uh, I, I hope he's you know I hope we're not going to get to a stage where he's kind of in the team, that he's out of the team because he won't get that consistency that we want from him as well. Uh, and of course, the competition is, is, is fierce. You know, Andy Vyman's doing well in, in the wide role. Johnny Russell's come back in there as well. So, you know, I think I think it was a pity that, that Tom's spell in the team came to an end with the injury at Barnsley because at that stage he did look like he was settling down. Now he's got to kind of almost start again. You know, get back in the team. Get fit, get back in the team, and then us what he can do. Uh, and if God remember, I think he said himself that it was in the second half of the season at Ipswich that he scored most of his goals while he was on loan last season. So hopefully that'll be the case.
1: Mm. Um, and let's go right back then to the start of the, the festive period. We've briefly touched on them already, but Millwall at home a three nil win, and, and Hull away uh, a
0: nil nil draw. I mean, do, do you take four points from those games? Oh yeah. I can't even remember what happened. Is no, that, no, uh, no. there's been so many games since then. But, but, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, a home home game and away game, you take four points out of six every time. I would absolutely every time. And and, and they beat Millwall, a good win. Hull, they were fortunate. They were fortunate at Hull. I mean, they missed some good chances. Hull did. Yeah. Uh, so they were fortunate to get out of there with with, with a goalless draw. But yeah, every time four points out of six, mm. take four points out of six for the rest of the season. we will there. Uh, we know where we'll
0: be. Oh, I think it's a. Gra- I think they've had a great Christmas period. Mm, yeah. You know, all said and done, because it's often at this often can be at this time of year where you do see some strange results because of the demands that are put on the players, and and you often see some of the top teams maybe dropping points, and and you could argue Derby have dropped points, but they've not lost. They've not lost a game, and they're still, you know. They've, they've conceded two goals, which is mm. sort of everyone sort of quite surprised at because because they barely they've barely been conceding any. But um, I think I think um, if I was going right, I'd be absolutely delighted to have come through that period um, with that with that tally of points. Yeah, um, I mean, you say top teams
1: dropping points. I mean, Cardiff, as, as you yeah. said, have Bristol City. I know that obviously they have played Wolves and then Villa, two mm. tough games, mm. but they've dropped points mm. as well. Nonetheless, Sheffield United yeah. have been dropping points, so. These teams around Derby keep dropping points, and Derby pick a point here, three points there. That's I mean, why, it's, yeah. It's yeah,
2: that's why we mentioned the value of those draws. Yeah, you know <laughs> that we should never knock those draws because they are still an extra point, mm-hmm. and uh, that resilience I think is is going to take them an awful long way. I mean, look, looking at the teams, uh, their form is going to falter. You know, they're going to take points off each other as well. Uh, I just noticed when I, I looked that uh, Middlesbrough won three of their last four. Mm. You know, I've always got them in, in, in the back of my mm. mind because they can Once they get going, they can be tough opponents. Villa, Villa, as well. You know, and, and, and they, they, I don't think we really saw the best of Villa at, uh, when Derby beat them here uh, in December. Uh, so the, you know, just keep an eye out for those two. Mm. Uh, but but Cardiff, yeah, they've four four defeats. I mean, when they. Drew with Derby, uh, goals draw uh, earlier this season. And I remember saying afterwards that you know they'll always work hard Cardiff and they'll, they'll work and will grind out results and all that. But sometimes that's not always enough, and sometimes you need that extra bit of quality, that extra sprinkling of quality that just wins you the game. And, and, and they haven't had that in recent matches, and and, and that's why they've, they've suffered defeats. Uh, What's interesting is they, they went into the festive program six points ahead of Derby mm-hmm. in second place. Now Derby are two points ahead of them. I mean, even by my poor maths, I think that's an eight-point swing. That's uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's really impressive. So it shows you how quickly it can change.
1: Yeah, and and would the most optimistic of Derby County supporters have said at the start of the season? For the first game of 2018, we're going to be in no. the top two positions in the championship. No,
2: uh, we, I think we said before. I thought the expectation level at the start of season was as low as I can remember it for some time. Oh, yeah. uh, but again, I'm not saying told you so, but right at the start, I remember saying, "I told you." Here we so, go. <laughs> but I, I did say, you know, we should expect Derby to compete for the top six we should do I mean this is a division of, of some big clubs but you know, Derby should be competing for the top mm. six and, that, and that's what they're doing but the expectations were low and I think all fans would have taken second place at, uh, at, at this time of the season but again just a slight word of caution it's usually been January, February time mm. that's found them out from this position in, in recent seasons so it's going to be fascinating to see
1: how they handle that yeah I mean Wolves seem like they're sort of running away with it but from there on down I mean you could pick probably one from six or seven who, who could actually make it to second Derby obviously being one of those
0: yeah and I, th- I think we talked about the likes of Cardiff and Bristol City dropping points and I think mm-hmm. that's another thing that will give give Derby hope um, and encouragement and you know we've mentioned the likes of Villa and Middlesbrough maybe lurking um getting ready for a charge and, and and I mean you look at the difference in points and I know it, it is quite hard to see Wolves being caught the way they've been producing results but there's still so many points left to play for and we don't know what's going to happen we don't know whether, whether Derby are going to manage to maintain this form I mean you would suggest it would be hard for them to maintain this mm-hmm. form because two defeats in 19 is, is a fantastic effort but if they can if they could replicate that then I mean they're going to they're have a great chance I'd say mm-hmm. And we are in January, so
1: it's everybody's favourite time of the year again as the transfer window has is, is reopened and all the crazy rumours start circulating. So, first of all, I mean, what are you two expecting from the January transfer window in terms of Derby County? Well, I think, I think Gary Rowe made it pretty clear
2: that, and we've known this for some time, that, that Derby have got a top-heavy squad, they need to move players out. And, and Gary Oats, I think, said two, three, three or four times already that they need to move players out before they move players in. So, and, and that makes sense to me. You can't keep adding to the squad; it's, you just can't do that. So, uh, he said to me after the Sheffield United game, he's got three or four players who can are available who can go out and find some regular football. And if, if that happens, I can see I can see one or two coming in. But that's got to happen. Uh, there's not a lot wrong with this derby team, mm. as, but as I said earlier, just, just I just think they should bear in mind the fact that it is an experienced side. Some very key players in there are uh, among those experienced players, and you just wonder whether an injection of legs in one or two areas uh, will help them mm. moving forward. But as I say, I fully understand that, that the club's position because they have got a, a very big squad. When you leave, when you're kind of got four or five players not even in the 18
1: hmm.
2: then you know that's a it, I say you've managed that very well so far Gary Bauer, but you know it's difficult to keep managing that and if you were just to add to that rather than mm-hmm. taking away from it then you add another two players to that list and, and, and it gets harder so it looks to me like you know out get some players out and, uh, and then see where it leaves them uh, as he says, it'll all be driven by by the market. It'll be di- dictated by the market.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a fine sort of balancing act, really, because on the one hand, I mean Gary Wright, I think said has said himself that you know he's had situations before he's brought players in in January, and it's maybe sort of upset the apple yeah. cart a bit to to quote his words, um, and and he obviously won't he'll be wary of of doing that but on the flip side he'll know that they're in a great position and obviously with the window closing and no you know no loan window or anything like that it's his last chance to strengthen or add to his squad before the end of the season and he won't want to look back and think oh if only I'd if only I'd made a move and got so and so in so I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens and and I mean, we saw we saw last minute drama at the, at the yes. end of the summer transfer window, and I, you know, I hope we don't have that again. But you could see it happening because because yeah. if you're waiting, mm, yeah. if you're waiting for for things to happen, it's very unlikely that things are going to be, you know, all wrapped up on January the third or January the fourth or whatever. That'd be so, nice, wouldn't it? Um, be nice. <laughs> <it'd> be, <laughs> be nice, exciting, it wouldn't be as exciting for the fans. Route, but right, you know, yeah. and I mean, I think Gary Ratt also said. He, he said, you know, if, if if nothing happened, he would be happy, and um, and I can see what he's saying there because obviously there's not a lot wrong with the with the current squad. He's saying that you know the guys who are out of the team at the moment are showing a good attitude and they're being team players and that kind of thing, which is great. Um, but at the same time, as he said, he, you know, he would like to bring the numbers down a little bit without weakening things and if if that does enable them to bring in one or two you know really really sort of key signings in terms of people who add something a little bit different that they haven 't got mm-hmm. and might be able to um just play their part in in what's hopefully a, a promotion challenge yeah i mean it's
1: it 's not the easiest to get players out though. Is it? i mean that's that's part of the problem because these players you know the fringe players who who don 't play regularly some you know some minutes for the under twenty threes maybe so. You know, potential suitors. It's not easy. To, you know, but it's always, it's always more difficult, actually, to get players out to, yeah. to get players in. And
2: uh, I think at, at Derby, as Chris said, I think it's going to be a real balancing act. This, mm. and, and, and they might have to hold the nerve as, as the window unfolds. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to, to, to see what happens. It's one of them, isn't it? That if they don't do anything, and they don't quite make it over the line this season you know the criticism probably come and say you should have done something if they do do something and as Chris says it kind of upsets the apple cart as such then they can be criticised in football you see this this is the fine line you know you have to win to avoid criticism
0: I think that there's probably financial considerations to be made Mm. as well because we're talking about players being made available it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out which players we're talking about? Yeah, because sure. they're players that aren't currently involved mm, in, yeah. in the first team picture. So clubs out there are going to know that these players mm. are available, but Derby won't just want to let them go no, no. Or, or let them go on deals that no. aren't beneficial to them. And and actually, an, another another point to make is that it's one thing mm. clubs coming in for players that Derby are looking to offload. But what about clubs coming in for players who are playing really well and are key members of, of Derby's team? That that might be something they have to contend with as well.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. you know, and clubs will look at Derby. And you know, when Derby go knocking at their door, you know they're not, I say say—they're not going to let their players go. I mean, yeah. They're not, you know, unless it's unless it's worth their while, why. Why should they? So it's going to be quite a difficult bargaining position for them. And and you wonder then whether maybe a couple of loans. Well, Premier League clubs I mean, he worked for Derby in the past yeah, and I'm would, not a big I fan disagree, of, I wouldn't disagree with of, that. of loan signings uh, but it has worked for them uh, it gave them a, a leg up in 2014 in the January uh, so it could work again and uh, it's just one way of, of avoiding shelling out big mm-hmm. transfer fees yeah. you've still got to pay a loan fee which are always significant these days sure. it's just a way of, of freshening up but again lots of teams are looking for these players competition is fierce and and as I said before it's going to depend I think also on
1: on moving players out but coming to Derby County is an attractive proposition Mm -hmm. for a player isn't it so I mean in that respect you'd think and in Derby's current position in the table obviously only one team are are technically better Mm -hmm. that you'd think a player would see that as a oh yeah I fancy some of that yeah, but
2: also that's why it'd be difficult to move players out because they'll say, "I'm already here. I quite fancy hanging around." You don't know; you might get a game, you might not get a game. Yeah, you know, do on good contracts these players here. Uh, well, that's the other thing—the wages as well. Isn't yeah, it, it's, 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 a, it's a massive balancing act, yeah. and it's, it's a very, ve- January is a very difficult window, mm. very difficult window to to negotiate, and uh, you know, I say. I've just got a feeling the way it would. I think Derby will react to what happens with some of their players. Mm. You know, Johnny Russell's yet to sign a, a new deal. Uh, you know, Chris Martin's been linked already with with, with possible move away. He's he, he starts being restricted in the first team. You know, if someone suddenly came in for one of them, you know, and it was worth Derby, you know, if the deal was right and they moved on, you know, then then it would free up a slot in the squad and that's where that's where Derby will have to react one thing I mean Gary has said that uh, they have got a list of targets you know you, you've got to be prepared and they are prepared and they've got a list of targets they're looking at but as I say you can't just keep adding to the squad
1: mm. so in short you're not
2: expecting any incomings before outgoings well that's the message we're getting I mean again fans often ask me about January oh you know what about it it changes so quickly, and it changes day to day sometimes it, it'll only take one phone call, someone pick up phone that that'll be it, and it, it could it could change a number of things very, very quickly. but if the message that they 're sending out it, it seems to be pretty clear so far uh, is, is that they they need to trim the squad in order to bring mm. bring new faces in
1: okay, so let 's move on to the FA Cup uh, and a trip that I know you can 't wait to do on Friday afternoon or Friday morning maybe (laughs) uh, I've I've, I've travelled up the M6 recently we might have to go Thursday morning (laughs) never mind Friday morning Manchester United away in the FA Cup yes I mean there's no reason to go there fearing the tyres there no 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 at all I think
2: uh, I think for Derby we all know what the priority is for Derby Hmm. straightforward it's trying to get out of the championship that comes first before anything else uh, so in many ways, this is a a nice little distraction for them. It's an opportunity for the players who are selected to go to to a big stage mm. and and show what they can do. Uh, it, it's it's a game to relish if you're involved in it. Uh, I think for Manchester United, it's an interesting game because you know they went out of the of the League Cup, uh, Bristol City, and suddenly. You know the, the the Premier League title I think I can't remember the point is it fifteen points behind Man City. Well, so it's 11, twelve if twelve Man city are yeah. playing to yeah. uh, today. So, yes, you know, say, yeah. Man City are clear favourites uh, to, to win the Premier League. Uh, so the FA Cup mm-hmm. is uh, I think an important one for, for Manchester United. Jose Norino likes to win trophies. He yeah. proved that before. You know, he likes to win cups and uh, I think you know they'll want to go as far as they can. So it's clearly a very, a very tough game. And and we've said it before. Man United have the squad, despite some recent injuries, they still have the squad uh, from which they can put out a very, very good side. Mm. And uh, but for Derby, no, I, 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 there's nothing to fear. Everything to gain. Isn't that? Mm. That's the way they should look at it. Should go into it looking everything to gain. There are no midweek league games after it or before it. Uh, so. Why not? Why not go there and give it, give it a right good go?
0: Mm.
1: Bit of a free hit, really, isn't
0: it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as we say, it, it, it's all relative in terms of people talking about Manchester United are, are not in the greatest form. They're still second in the Premier League table. We know all about the kind of players they've got. So I think, you know, make, you know, it's going to be mm. a very tough game. They don't lose many games at Old Trafford. Um, they don't, you know. They don't draw too many although they have drawn the last two um in the league um but yeah from derby's point of view it's uh no one you know they'll be expected to lose so no one's gonna no one's going to have a go at them if they lose obviously there's ways of losing and sure. they'll they'll be hope they'll they'll be desperate not to get hammered mm. um but um but yeah i mean i mean you know they've we, got some very experienced players derby they've probably got quite a few players who've played, played at played old trafford yeah. before um Curtis Davis is one of them who who um who I spoke to about about the United game coming up and he's looking forward to it he says um I think Gary is probably going to make some changes although I wouldn't imagine he would make you know wholesale changes mm-hmm. and but Curtis Davis said uh, we don't we don't know yet who's won the lottery <laughs> with his words in terms of in terms of getting a start for um for derby on Friday night but um I mean, we saw Derby. We saw Derby go to West Brom and win uh, in the competition last season. They've run Leicester close in the fourth round. Um, I mean, Steve McLaren did make changes for those games, didn't yeah, he? he um, a lot of change, yeah. So it will be interesting to see what, what Gareth does. But as you said, there, there's no, there's not. It's not like they've got a game two day, yeah, two or three exactly. days later. So I think they should put, you know, put out virtually, you know, the strongest team. I think what, I'm, what
2: what I'm interested in seeing is. is it's, if you can see the difference between the Premier League mm. player yeah. and the pace they play at mm. and the movement uh, and the awareness they have to the Championship team uh, I think that's going to be the interesting thing for me uh, we've seen it once or twice before with Derby I think Liverpool came in the League Cup once
0: Well, Man and, United two years yeah, two years ago and you can see the, the
2: difference not as much obviously West Brom when we won at the Thorns, and not as much with, with Leicester mm. Uh, you know, when they played them also but I think it'll be interesting to, and, and that's what you know. that's maybe what Gary Rowe will look at as well because mm. if Derby have got hopes of, of, of reaching the Premier League then it's always interesting to see how some of your players cope on that stage against Premier League players and, and it may be that one or two players do things where Gary thinks, I tell you what they're, they're okay or he might think in the flip way, you might think, mm-hmm. I tell you what if we do go up, then we might need to do this, this, and that. So there are always interest. There's always interest in it. But that, that's the thing I want. I want to see is how uh, a team like Derby, whose defensive record in the championship is excellent, uh, whose work rate and all that resilience we spoke about is in place, how that copes against Premier League players. Because because when, when you watch it, the Premier League, the first thing you notice know about it is they they do play at pace. And, and it's this thing about, you know, in the championship you can get away with one or two things and not be punished. We saw that at Hull on Boxing Day where they had two or three great chances. At Hull at this next level, you get punished for that.
1: And so I'm, I'm quite fascinated to see how Derby cope. Mm-hmm. Chris, you mentioned about obviously the the couple of draws that United have recently had at Old Trafford, and I mean, I'm sure that Derby will have will have seen those games and. In, in, you think Gary Wright will be taking things from that that they can sort of go forward with on Friday? I
2: think, I think, I think Gary will, will, will basically say to his players, look, we think we can, we, we can trouble United as well. You know, they'll expect to come under some pressure. Derby. You know, I mean, they're not going to go to Old Trafford and not come under any pressure and mm-hmm. they'll have to defend well. And Scott, Scott Carson's going to have to play well. The defenders are going to have to play well. The team's going to have to defend well as a union. All those things are, are given. You have to do that. But I think Gary will be saying to his play. Look, you know, we can give these problems mm-hmm. as well, and uh, I, I think they can. You know, I think they can give them problems. But there's a lot of things that have to go your way. First of all, you've got to be right on it. Secondly, you've got to be positive in your approach without being open. And, and third, you've got to you've got to kind of hope that the United have one of those days where it doesn't work for them and, and doesn't come off.
0: Well, like. Uh- it's interesting. Uh, I remember seeing the highlights of the uh, United's game against Bournemouth recently, which they actually won. But Bournemouth played really well, created a, a number of chances, and, and were unlucky not to get anything from that. And then Burnley Burnley were two, went two 0 up against them. United, you know, fought back. Credit to them to get a uh, two draw. And then, and then it was 0 nil against Southampton. So I think that the crowd will. Will be will be edgy because they they expect to see their team win at home, and if they don't score early on, I I could imagine them um, possibly turning a little bit. So I guess I know it's a bit of a cliche, but from Derby's point of view, that's what they'll be looking to do: is kind of is is make a decent start, not concede, get into the game, Mm. and then maybe sort of push on from there. Yeah, In, in terms of
1: team selection for both sides as well. I mean, with Derby, if they were going to go full strength, there's probably only maybe two or three positions in there that you could think right well either he could play there or or somebody else could kind of thing so I mean do you think that well looking at the striker position for example Mm. do you think Gary Rout goes with the fact that Sam Winnell scored two in his last away game goes with David Nugent because he's had a very good season so far or goes with more of a focal point for Chris Martin through an away game against a, a big strong side.
2: It, 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 it's a good question I mean one of the things I thought when I saw the team sheets against Sheffield United and, and Nathan Newton came back in for Sam Winnell the first thing I thought was I could see Sam Winnell starting at Old Trafford mm. you, you know uh, so you kind of weave that into the equation as well uh, he, he's got options hasn't he Gary Wright, he has got the options. There. I mean, the, the Nugent Vidra partnership is still the most fluent attacking partnership we've got. Uh, Winnell has shown that he can he can be that Johnny on the spot where he can he can get a goal for himself out, out of nothing. Uh, it's, I think it's very difficult to, to, to predict which way mm. Gary's going to go on this. I think he'll want to keep his defence strong and solid so I I'd be can't be surprised really if he didn't change changing too much yeah. uh, he might think of the left back I was going to say maybe Olsen, maybe Olsen at left back to give Forsyth the rest uh, give him a bit of a really didn't have the best game against Sheffield United Craig uh, I think he'd like to get his experience in, in central midfield so if Joe Ledley is fit think he would have to come back in with Tom Lawrence. I think you'd want
0: Huddleston in there yeah, wouldn't you would, yeah. just to get on the ball a little yeah. bit Because you can't give the ball away, you can't give yeah. it straight back yeah. you say? Yeah, it's
2: not. and someone like Huddleston at least passes to, to the right colour shirt more often than not which is good
1: uh, so it's just that front yeah. four really which, which is That's the it. interesting one uh, I mean if, if if Tom Lawrence is fit you'd assume he would start
2: well, I, th- I think it's the type of game where if, if I had Tom Lawrence fit and available I'd, I'd put him out and say go on yeah. Sure show, shows what you got. Yeah. Against his yeah. former yeah. club of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, 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 and go and show to... what a play, what, what a good player you are. Mm. Uh so I I would do that. I'd say it's just the striker role, you know. I think personally
0: I think I think Winnell's got a got a good chance. Yeah. Um he, if you look at it, he, most of his good work has come away from home. Yes. Five or six goals yeah. have. Um it's tempting to say when you go somewhere like United, well, you want a kind of target man mm-hmm. who can hold the play. You think Chris Martin. Um, so I mean, maybe that's a bit of a, a left-field one. We've not seen too much of him. No. But um, but but maybe they'll think, well, you know, Winnell's, Winnell's got a great goal-scoring record. He might just pull something out of, yeah. out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you'd imagine, you'd imagine Vidra would, would play because yeah. the form he's in, he's going to offer you that, that kind of threat unless he perhaps put or he could put him on the bench and, and, yeah. and look to bring him on for the fourth you've got to think of those wide
2: areas of mm. the three because you know they're going to have to work back as yeah. well well if jo- you know, if, if United, uh,
0: Bradley Johnson could could move back to the Bradley left, could he know, if, he's left fit, if, if he's fit enough, if he's
2: fit you know so I don't as Chris said I don't think there'll be wholesale change I mm. think there'll be some mm. uh, but for me I would I would I would I'd, I know that the league's the most important is a priority, and oh, what if so and so? I don't think you can never think about that. What if so and so gets injured? I don't think you can go into games thinking that way, because you'd never actually pick a team if you did that.
0: I think I think Gary Wright will look at fitness levels in terms of after a grueling four-game period. Yeah. If he looks at someone, for example, Craig Forsyth, and thinks, "Tell you what, he looked leggy in the last game, yeah. having a clear week off." Might just do him some good, and I think I think he might make some decisions based on that. I think so. and
2: if he did that, you'd see someone like Olsson come in. Ledley, if he's fit, hasn't played for two games, so he could come yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Tom Lawrence hasn't played a lot; he could come in. Sam Winnall played, then he hasn't played, so he could come in. Mm-hmm. So already, you're talking three or four yeah. straight
1: yeah. away. So, but yeah. well he well, would certainly get Tom wagging at seven o'clock on Friday if Chris Martin was on the team sheet, wouldn't it? I mean, to sort of. Not throw him into a game like that, but do you know what I mean. After after being out, aside much of the season, Chris, no,
2: knowing Chris is the type of character who would relish that. That's yeah. that's how Chris is. You know, he, he he's he's conf- very confident in his own ability. Always has been. Uh, he would want to play, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, sure everybody would. And, yeah, yeah, and and if he does play, he will certainly want to show mm-hmm. what he can do. Uh, I, I feel a bit for Chris really because, you know. Last season was was a strange one for him when I went out loan to Hull, but, uh, to Fulham, sorry. But before that, for three seasons, he was absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. He was he was arguably the main player in in, in Derby's team. So he'll be frustrated this season, of it, although I think he's handling it very very well. Uh, but he's still a good player, mm-hmm. you know. And I still think he's capable of scoring goals as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just not it's just not been his season so far. But who knows? You know, something like putting him out against Man United for
1: example might just give him the, the, the boost he needs absolutely but yeah I mean, as we said there is no reason why they can't upset the odds I
2: mean you know, this is why you're in the competition mm. you know I think I think the last thing you want to do is go there and be over cautious and just yeah. and, then, and, then, yeah. and then just lose the game you might as well go there and, and, and have a go I thought they had the right go at West Brom to be fair they got the result last season they had a go at, against Leicester to be fair in both the games of that tie so why not Mm. it makes no sense does it to go there and and kind of see See what what you can do
1: you can't take a point from an FA Cup you 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 can get a replay you (laughs) could get a replay
2: financially and all that type of thing but you you might as well go (laughs) and and have a go. and I think the the, the 5,000 plus fans that that are going would want to see their side go there and give them something to shout about. It might not be enough on the day, but at mm. least if they're given something to shout about, they'll have a
1: good day. Out. Excellent. Uh, just or before night out, Yes. Uh, just before we sort of sign off, and unless there's anything else that you wanted to add, um, I didn't know if you made any 2018 resolutions, as it's, as it's the first first podcast of the year. Yeah, what I'm still are your not resolutions. I'm
2: still not doing predictions. <laughs> That's my resolution. I haven't got one. Right, twice. I gave to Do you two scores. Remember that one. Yeah. I do remember that uh, one, uh, so I'm not doing any more predictions, so that's still my resolution. Well that's not a new
1: year resolution, is it? Yeah. That's, that's an old yeah. resolution I've, because you I toys. To, you yeah, I've decided pram. to hang up my boots <laughs> as well. Hanging up your boots? Yeah. <laughs> Playing mice. Yes. When did you last put your boots on? Nineteen fifty three. So no
2: So no. i will I will be in uh, starting started <laughs> at, at old Trafford.
1: Right, so excellent resolutions. Chris, did you actually have any sensible resolutions? <laughs>
0: um, no, my uh, I've got a very silly one, no. Um, my resolu- my new resolution is um, to try and not miss any more goals because uh, I have to confess that um, Sam Winnell's goal of the season contender against Ipswich, I had my head in my laptop and uh, I lo- just looked up to see the ball arrowing into the, into the top yeah. corner and I had to say to Steve what happened there because it might sound a bit it, this, Steve. <laughs> it might it might sound incredibly unprofessional but as, as I'm sure most people know we, we, um, we have live blogs mm. during the game so I've often got my head in my laptop bashing out writing your report as well rubbish um to to put on the to put on the live blog and so you have to kind of balance it between when you 're watching the game and uh, you you generally get a sense of when there's something's happening, be it to the noise of the crowd or you just get or where the ball is in play. but when you have a goal like that that was, that' was sort of out of nothing, you're sort of thinking you oh know, i 'm safe for a minute just to just to have a look on my laptop, and then you and then say. thanks uh, <laughs> thanks someone they stuck in the top corner. So we went went all the way to Ipswich and uh, missed the missed the, the, missed, the uh, missed the goal of the season. So um, so hopefully uh, hopefully I'll have a better record in 2018.
1: Excellent stuff. Well, Steve Chris, thank you very much for your company thank as you. ever. Good good start to the year, and let's hope for a, a positive 2018 for for Derby County. Uh, thanks to everybody for, for listening. We'll be back with much more this time next week obviously reflecting on the uh, hopefully uh, an excellent victory in the FA Cup in the meantime you can follow everything that we do on social media at DCFC. we're also on Facebook which is facebook.com forward slash DCFC, uh, and you can keep up to everything that we do on the web uk. Uh, the podcast is also on both Audio Boom and iTunes just search for It's Black and White Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.